I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Samantha Leahy. I heard about Samantha's amazing story, and I feel it is an honor to have her on the show today. I cannot wait for you to hear her story behind the first book of her book flight. To avoid any spoilers, I am going to let her do the sharing. I can promise you this is an episode you will not want to miss. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Well, let's start how we do around here with telling me a little bit about your reading life. Sure. Um, so reading did not come easy to me. Um, starting as a small child in elementary school, um, I remember really struggling to read um, at the level I was supposed to. So um, my mom was a huge influence in that. I remember taking trips on the weekends to the library and just sitting with her for hours and hours and having me read books out loud to her. Um, so that was a huge help. And I do have many memories. Uh, my mom was an avid reader. She would, you know, sit in one spot in our living room and enjoy a book while we played. Um, so she was really um, a huge influence for my reading life. Um, I didn't really get into reading for pleasure until uh, high school when, you know, Twilight and Hunger Games was coming out. Um, once I got a taste of the fantasy world. That was where I really wanted to be. Um, I primarily read a lot of fantasy, um, a lot of suspense and thrillers. Um, but that's, you know, high school is when my love for reading really started. I could see how those books would would hit you and hook you really well. Like they yes. have a very, you know, intriguing story and uh, they sucked me in as well. So I could see <laughs> where those would grab you. Um, do you feel like you have, it sounds like you have very positive memories, even though you might have been maybe more like struggling to read, but it sounds like it was still a very positive experience. Yeah, you know, I definitely have, um, you know, some of those memories feeling embarrassed in school that, um, you know, my teachers made it very obvious that I wasn't reading at the level I should. Um, but on the flip side, I do have those positive memories, spending time with my mom at the library. I'm sure at the time it felt like a chore. Um, you know, oh, I got to spend Saturday morning with my mom in a dusty library. But um, now looking back, they're some of my favorite memories with her. Yeah, and that's wonderful of, I think, just a testament to your mom and the, um, I'm sure it took a lot of patience on her <laughs> end as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so that's wonderful. What, um, in your busy life, how do you find time to read now? Yeah, um, so I still use reading very much as an escape, um, just to kind of wind down from the day. Recently, I've um, made it sort of part of my nighttime ritual. So uh, my daughter goes to bed. I, you know, do a little skincare, make a hot drink, whether that's, um, you know, I've really been enjoying hot chocolate recently or a tea. Um, and then I cozy up with a heated blanket and a book. And, you know, I take an hour or so every night just to dive into a good book. That sounds amazing. You just took me on a little trip to like a spa. <laughs> like oh, a yeah. Spa night. <laughs> I know. I try to um, romanticize that routine. So, you know, sometimes you get into a slump with reading. 
Um, especially if you have a huge book hangover, you just read an awesome book and you don't really want to jump into another one. Um, but making it feel like a luxury experience really helps. Yeah. And what a way to like recharge yourself at the end of the day too. And and it makes it sacred, I think for you. So like, yeah, I, I really want to do this. So I'm going to keep up with it. Yes, absolutely. That's great. Um, so I know you said right now you're still, you still kind of read in the fantasy genre and suspense and thrillers. Yeah. Um, so I definitely love fantasy. Um, you know, last year I got sucked into the world of Sarah J. Moss and her A Court of Thorns and Roses um, series. But I also started dabbling in some more suspense novels. Um, I read Verity by Colleen Hoover, and that was just kind of a gateway for me into <laughs> some of the suspense books. But um, yeah, trying to get a little bit into mystery as well. Um, I love the classic um, Agatha Christie novels, the whodunit um, stories. I always find those to be so interesting. Yes, I agree with you on those. And all of those books you mentioned are on my TBR. And I feel like they've <laughs> received so much book hype lately that <sighs> I'm like, all right, I need to pick these up. This is going to have to go on my list, like in the very near future of actually reading. <laughs> yes, highly recommend all of those books. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I think this is a great segue to kind of jump into your book flights. Yeah. Um, so why don't you start with, um, let's start with your first book, but you can kind of tell us the backstory. Sure. And why we're here today. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I'm super excited to talk about this story. Um, my mother um, was diagnosed 19 years ago with leukemia. Um, and she did a lot of inpatient treatments. Um, the year after her diagnosis, she was in and out of the hospital quite a bit. Um, so I feel like having a lot of that downtime for herself, she needed to find um, a creative outlet. And, you know, prior to her diagnosis, she was going back to school for writing. Um, she was always a writer um, ever since she was a little girl, I think. Um, so during her treatments, one of her sisters gifted her a laptop. Um, so she started writing out her, her debut novel, Two of a Kind. Um, she completed about two thirds of the book, um, okay. I would say. Um, and then a couple of years ago, my dad gave me a box of her old notebooks. Um, a lot of it was her schoolwork from when okay. she was going back to school for writing. Um, but there were, you know, mixed in with her schoolwork and notes on, you know, public speaking or creative writing were excerpts of this book that I had kind of always heard about growing up, but never read. Um, okay. And I got kind of sucked in, like, I need more. There were all these cliffhangers in her notes. Um, so talking to my dad, he pointed me in the right direction um, that one of her other sisters had the files for the book. Um, so I was able to reach out to her and get those documents digitally um, and read, you know, what my mom had crafted so far. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was never something, you know, when I was looking for the story, it was never something in my mind, um, you know, never mind, can I finish this story for mm -hmm. her? But, you know, um, was I interested in doing it? But I just felt like this story was so good, it needed to be shared with the world. Um, so after I read through the story, my mind starts racing, you know, 
how could this mystery be solved? How does it end? Um, and I am a very creative person as well. Okay. Um, so I think my creative instincts just took hold and I um, started talking about different ideas with my dad, um, my mother-in-law. Um, I always joke, <laughs> my poor dad, every time he would come over to visit, I would just ramble to him about ideas for my mom's book. Um, and then eventually I just started putting, you know, pen to paper and working out the ending for her. Wow. Had she been talking to your dad about the story as she had been writing it back then? Yes. Um, okay. So, and he, he tells me, you know, he's not a big reader. He was never a big reader. Um, so she would be so passionate about this story telling him, you know, her ideas and everything like that. Um, but he never really got into it um, as much as I think he wanted to. So now that, you know, I'm able to finish it for her, he is kind of reliving that um, excitement all over again. That's so cool. And that's what I was wondering if he would maybe have, you know, he would have the memories of your mom talking about it. So he would be able to bring that into kind of his thought process to help you, you yes. know, work through how the book was going to go as well. Yeah. And um, recently he shared with me some more of her notebooks um, that have other ideas um, for storylines. So, um, you know, it, it was just so special to me, not only to have the story finished and get, you know, her ideas for the, the ending, but also um, where she, I was so young when she passed, um, kind of getting to know her a little bit more yeah. as an adult um, was really cool. Yeah, because I think you're really getting in like the inner workings of how her mind was working, right? And writing this oh, yeah. story and um, and like you said, just understanding who who she was. I think that's so cool. It's really neat. I'm thinking of how your family would receive this book as well when you were finished. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the book um, was finalized um, for about a month and I was just keeping it very close and secret um, because what was really important to me was surprising a couple of my mom's sisters with the finalized book for Christmas. Um, so we get together every year on Christmas Eve. Um, it's my mom's anniversary. So it's very important for us to all be together mm -hmm. as a family that day. Um, yeah. And we went over my aunt's house and they were the only two there at the time. Um, so I gifted them the book and they were um, just over the moon excited. Um, lots of hugs and jumping <laughs> up and down. And um, yeah, I just wanted it to be special for them first before um, the rest of the world sees it. Yeah. Did they know you were working on it though? I don't think so. Um, oh I think kind goodness, of. What a surprise. Yeah. So one of my aunts, um, my aunt Anna had sent me the files um, and we had talked here and there at, you know, family parties, um, you know, oh, we got to get together over coffee and talk about your mom's book um, sort of thing. But I really, from the minute that I knew I was going to finish the book, um, I knew that I wanted to do it for them um, as like a nice surprise. So. That's amazing. <laughs> that just touched my heart right there. <laughs> Can I ask, how long did it take you to work on writing the end of it? Yeah. Um, so I think I, uh, fall of 2021 is when my aunt sent me the files. Um, and I, 
you know, read through it pretty quickly because I was so eager to know what events were unfolding in the story. Um, and then from winter of 2021 until the fall of this year, um, I was working through, you know, plot points and different endings. How could things kind of flesh out in the story? Um, I really wanted, a, you know, a big ending um, that kind of wrapped that story up. Um, but also there's, you know, kind of a plot point that runs throughout the story unrelated to the mystery of it all. Um, so I really wanted it to be clever. Um, so it took me quite some time and um, just talking about it again with my dad and then my mother-in-law was a big helper, um, editing the story a million times, reading it, giving mm -hmm. her feedback. Um, that was super helpful. But yeah, it took me about a year once I started really writing okay. the ending. I, I know there's a lot that goes into writing a book in itself. And so that's, I'm like, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was totally more than I expected. And, um, you know, I finished it in the fall, but then there's, you know, you want to have a professional editor review it. And mm. um, I had someone line edit it, especially where, um, you know, my mom wrote two thirds of it and then I wrote the final thirds. Sure. I wanted to make sure the tone was the same throughout. I didn't want people to read this and all of a sudden notice, you know, this book is being told by a different author. Um, mm -hmm. So that was really important. And then, you know, things that you don't really think of when you're reading books is the formatting and the cover design. And there was a lot that went into it. I learned so much, um, but it was really a fun creative experience for me that I enjoyed doing. Yeah. And it sounds like we kind of briefly talked about your nine to five job. It sounds like it was different <laughs> enough that, you know, from your nine to five that I'm sure it was just a, a, you know, you're not feeling like you're going from one thing to the next and a work of love too. Yes. And so you had that behind it. Um, I have it right here. It's beautiful. I'm probably let's say four fifths of the way done. I couldn't oh, stay awesome. up for last night. I was <laughs> wanting to finish it, but I didn't. I, I'll get there today. Um, but it's great. And the cover art is beautiful. So did you have someone design that for you? So I actually designed the cover art. Um, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had um, somebody design a cover for me. And I just was not in love with it. Um, I think I would have been, you know, content if the book went out with the cover art I paid for. Um, but one day I was like, you know what, I could probably figure this out. I think um, I'm definitely like in my professional life, an overachiever and a problem solver, um, which can be a good and a bad thing. But um, yeah, I was like, you know what, you're not happy with the cover. So let's figure it out on our own. Um, and yeah, I, I'm really happy with how it came out. Yeah, it's really great. And and Thank again, you. like you said, even the formatting, like it's all, I mean, I wouldn't think any of that. Is the line editor, is that who kind of makes sure the tone of voice is similar throughout the story? Yeah. So I, your mom? yeah. So okay. the line edit, you know, was definitely tone and plot. Okay. Um, and then you have your, you know, proofreading editor who's going in for grammar and spelling and, um, you know, all of that. So I learned throughout that, that those are two different things. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was why I asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then how do you even find someone like that? Just out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. Um, I use a website called Fiverr. It's okay. a, you know, database of freelancers. Um, 
I spent a long time kind of reviewing people's work, um, just understanding, you know, what they offered. I messaged with a lot of freelancers just to figure out what their process was. Um, so that was a really interesting experience. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> some people that I've talked to about this whole process laugh at me because they say I'm like a walking billboard for Fiverr, but I couldn't <laughs> recommend it enough, especially for self-published authors. Um, it's an affordable option um, to have professional editing done to your book. Yeah. And then back to to the rest of it. So then how do you go have it printed? Like where, well, how does that whole realm work? <laughs> yeah, so there's so many options. Um, there, you know, you there are websites where you can submit your formatted book um, and they will print it for you. You could buy, you know, bulk printed books. Um, for me, the most um, economical way for me to get the book out there was through KDP. So that's um, Kindle Direct Publishing. It's a okay. branch of Amazon. Um, so right now the book is only available on Amazon, um, but they will print the book on demand. Um, so um, a user orders the book, they'll print it and ship it for me. Um, and I say economical just in the sense that um, I don't have to order a hundred books to keep on a shelf and then figure out how to ship them out. Yeah. Um, so it, that's, you know, kind of a set it and forget it way to get the book out there. Sure. Time economical for you. Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. So I was going to add that. It, I'll ha definitely have that in the show notes, the link to buy the book from Thank Amazon. Um, but yeah, I'm very intrigued. There is so many plot twists in here. I still don't know who I'm guessing at the end of like who, <laughs> or, you know, where the story is going to go. I feel like there's been so many great plot twists. And so I'm, I'm very, I like wanted to finish it so bad last night, but my, my eyelids were heavy. So. Oh yeah. I know. I feel that. Um, yeah. There's so many twists and turns and um, I love how the characters play, you know, there's definitely motive for all of the mm -hmm. characters. Um but it was it was a lot of fun um, figuring out, you know, who done it and um, how it's kind of going to play out in the end. So I hope once you are able to finish it that you really enjoy and it kind of leaves you um, still guessing a little bit, I'll say. Yeah, I will definitely be messaging you. Okay, good. <laughs> when I'm finished, I know you've uh, mentioned to me in a message you said there is potential for other books like she's already written out some other things. Yeah. So definitely not um, as in depth as two of a kind. Um, but my dad had told me she always envisioned this as a series. Um, so um, the first book, two of a kind follows the detective James Hoyle. Um, and we learned that he was relieved from the police force uh, because his uh, police detective partner was murdered and it was never solved. Um, so a lot of people in his industry believe that he was the murderer. Um, so they released him from the force and now he has his own uh, private detective agency. Um, so my mom's vision was to follow James through different cases, um, you know, each book being a different case all the while he is trying to investigate that murder of his partner. So that's kind mm -hmm. of the ongoing plot. Okay. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, I'm excited. I already have um, an idea for the second book. Um, you know, I've kind of been outlining things, but it's a totally different experience. I was very lucky having a lot of the book written yeah. for two of a kind. Um, but now I'm sort of starting from scratch for the second one. So I'm sure it's going to be a lot of learning and um, a, a totally different experience. Yeah, that is that's it's just so amazing even your dedication on the first page of the book to your mom I was like oh (laughs) yeah so that is um very special to me um because every night to my daughter I sing somewhere over the rainbow um and not to get too like woo woo but um over a year ago I went to go see a psychic medium Um, and she said that my mom came through and, um, one of the things that she said, she, my mom was saying to her was dreams do come true. And I thought that was really cool. So, um, you know, it was always my mom's dream to become an author and now she is one. Um, and just, I feel like that was my mom's way of coming through and letting me know she sees me with my daughter and, um, yeah, dreams do come true. So that just like pulls at my heartstrings there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I lost my dad when I was young younger too. So, oh, it, so I heard your yeah. story and I'm like, I have to have her on. I want to honor her mom and her. Oh, so. thank you. All right, do you have anything else you want to add about it? Um no, I mean it's just your typical murder mystery. Um I'm really interested to see what your thoughts are once you finish it. Um I definitely want to um, hear what people think about it um, as I continue the series and, you know, build out the world of James Hoyle. Yes. And she also has an Instagram page as well. Yes. And that's at Christina Kelly author. And I yes. will be having, I'll have that linked in the show notes as well. So you can follow along on her Instagram page. Um, and then you can grab the book on Amazon to get to dive into the story of James Hoyle. It's really good. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so that was Two of a Kind by Christina Kelly. And we're really lucky because Samantha has also prepared a whole book flight to go with this (laughs) as well for us. So why don't we jump into the second book we'll be sampling today? Sure. Um, So the next book we'll be sampling is called In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife by Ashley Winstead. Um, And if that title doesn't just grab you in (laughs) from the beginning, I don't know what will. Um, but this book is primarily taking place in North Carolina, um, at a prestigious college, um, both through current day events and flashbacks. Um, our main character that we're following throughout the story is Jessica Miller. Um, she's headed back to her college for her 10 year, uh, graduation reunion. They call it homecoming. Um, And we learn that Jessica is very motivated to prove to her old college friends her extraordinary success. Um, Throughout the story, we learn that Jessica has always felt sort of mediocre, um, not smart enough, not pretty enough. So this homecoming is a huge motivator for her to prove herself to her college friends. we learn um, that her and her group of friends who were known as the East House Seven um, experienced a tragedy their senior year of college. One of their friends was murdered. Um, 
And throughout the story, we learn that each member of the East House Seven has many secrets. A lot of those secrets, um, huge motivators for um, the murder of their friend Heather. Okay. Yeah. um, So we also see, you know, Jessica's obsession with being um, seen as good or bad successful or not, um, which is really interesting and keeps you guessing, you know, um, who committed this horrible crime 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it Jessica herself? Is it one of her um, close friends that, you know, this really tight-knit group of seven friends, um, anybody could have murdered their their friend, um, their classmate. So it's really interesting, how Winstead plays the story out um, through a combination of, you know, linear storytelling at the homecoming and flashbacks. So you learn little tidbits about each of the character, um, not only through, um, I don't want to say confessions, um, (laughs) but, you know, what secrets are unveiled at the homecoming, um, but also flashbacks that tie into those secrets. I think it's really interesting how she plays with time in that sense. Um, but overall, I think it's a really great um, gateway book into, you know, the thriller suspense genre. Um, super easy read. Uh, I could not put it down when I was reading it. It sounds really fun with those little flashbacks popping in. Yeah. And and keeping you guessing. Oh, yes. <laughs> it, up until the end, you never really know... Um, just everybody has their own motivation and you you think to yourself but is that enough to murder you know is that enough to want to really hurt one of your close friends um Mm -hmm. so yeah highly recommend this book it was a lot of fun to read um and yeah i i kind of wish that we had a little bit more insight at the end um what happens you know with jessica Um, she was a very interesting character and I think her vulnerability and, um, her inner dialogue that we get insight to is very relatable. That was going to be my question. Is it told from her perspective? So it sounds like it is if we're getting this inner dialogue and. Yes, it is. And it's interesting to, you know, as events unfold, she learns more about her friends that she didn't know, um, when they were in school together, it's interesting to hear her inner dialogue of, you know, I never knew that about this person. Is this enough to, you know, cause them to commit this crime? Um, and just the shock of how tight knit this group was and how she really didn't know any of these people very well. Yeah. Which seems like you said, very similar to, I think how we live live our life sometimes is we're maybe don't have as much empathy because we're not really thinking like we just we only have scratched the surface on understanding this person or what's going on in their world. Yes. Um, so when you you learn more things about them and it adds, you know, to your ability to have the <laughs> your interaction with that person. Yes, but for sure. Oh, that sounds very interesting. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Put that on your uh, TBR for <laughs> you know, a future read, but it's, it's very good. And it's, like I said, it's a good introduction to suspense. Um, it's not, there's not too many twists and turns that you can't keep track 
of what's going on. Um, but yeah, if anyone is interested in getting into like the mystery suspense genre, highly recommend this book. All right. Great. I definitely am adding it. I feel like this is a genre I've I've read some, but I haven't explored as much. So I, any recommendations I can get to explore it more is exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So that was In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife by Ashley Winstead. And then what's our last book today for the pairing? Yeah. So our last book is The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. Um, and this book... Um, has been described as Groundhog Day meets Agatha Christie. Um, <laughs> I think it's a really good mix of, you know, I love um, the fantasy, some sci-fi. It's a really good mix of like sci-fi and mystery, the classic mysteries. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, so it's set in a manner um, known as Blackheath House in about what I would think is the early 1900s, although um, there's never a date given. Um And the book jumps right in, Um, you know, from page one, we meet our main character who is in the woods and he is shouting the name Anna, Um, but he cannot remember who Anna is. He cannot remember who he is. Um, He's very disoriented. Um, And somehow, you know, he finds himself back at the manor Um, and we learn, you know, through him trying to discover who he is, he seems to have, you know, amnesia. Um, he's a guest at this manor for a masquerade ball that is to take place later that night. Um, okay. And he just spends that day trying to discover who he is, um, learning little tidbits about himself um, and trying to regain his memories that he, wow. he has no, um, you know, aspect of. Um there's, you know, a lot of twists and I don't want to give anything away. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm only going to reveal as much as is on the book cover. Um, okay. <laughs> but we later do discover that um, he is actually trapped at Blackheath and sentenced to live the same day over and over until he can solve the murder of Evelyn Hardcastle, who is the daughter of um, the Lord and Lady who own the manor um oh yeah so it's it's pretty (laughs) intense and um you know turton manipulates time in a way that is linear but also not um it's it's very interesting and can be hard to follow the way he jumps around um but you know not only is the main character reliving the same day over and over, but he's also being incarnated into different guests at the manor every day. Okay. So every day he um, gets a fresh start in a new guest to discover a new perspective into the murder of Evelyn. Um, Okay. Does he realize what's happening? It takes him a, a little while. Um, I would say okay. about, you know, a fifth into the novel, um, he is very disoriented and confused, you know, especially where okay. on the first day he woke up with what he thought was amnesia. Um, he spends the whole day trying to chase after who he is. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second day he wakes up as a totally different person. 
Um, and what's interesting is because he's living the same day, he sees his previous selves um, throughout the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting. There's, like I said, so many twists and turns. And then there's this level on top of it where time is not how we see it. Um, and I think that the way the author really played with time uh, was very interesting. And it, it was like time was a whole character in itself in the book. That's really neat. I could see where that is Agatha Christie-esque yes. with the, you know, kind of hearing some of the story, but then going back and hearing more of it and getting more little tidbits to help you solve the mystery along the way. Yes. Um, is Would you recommend, based off kind of how it flops around like that, maybe this as a hard copy book versus an audio book? Or... I would definitely recommend um, a hard copy for this one. Um, there were many times I had to flip back and... Okay. refresh my memory or, um, you know, how did this play into this piece? Um, I, I think that this would be a difficult read through audio. Okay, good. That's what I was kind of thinking as well when it is flipping timelines like that, or if it's got a lot of maps, something yeah. like that. I know this one doesn't, but I'm like, those are the ones I really try to gravitate to reading a hard copy book versus audio. Yes. If not my MO just to get books read is audio. Yeah. Cause that's, <laughs> The busyness of life. <laughs> I agree. I'll definitely tick this one as a hard copy for sure. So make sure I get that. Um, anything else you want to add about that one? I don't want to spoil too much. Um, I feel like okay. I feel like I've probably said a lot, but um, there's I don't think I've said any spoilers. So uh, I'll just leave it at Perfect. that. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that was the Seven and a Half Deaths of Evan Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. So what I'd like to do here is what I what I call our bonus pairings, and they're just a speed round of questions. So you can just answer them really quick um, to end the show here. So the first one, where is your favorite place to read? Uh, my favorite place to read is um, on a rocking chair we have in our bedroom, cozied up, like I said, with my heated blanket and a warm drink. Um, nothing gets cozier than that, I think. Oh, and such the season for it, right? Because you're on the East Coast. Is it chilly oh, there? Yes, it's very cold. It's currently 28 degrees. So I'm ready to get cuddled up with a heated blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that. Okay. And then what is one book you have read that has changed your life? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, last year, I did read... Um, Sarah J. Moss's A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Um, and I think that book just, I was in a really dry spell of reading and that really got me back into it. It provided this really great escape for me, um, you know, mental health wise, just taking me out of the day to day um, and putting me into this really magical world. Um, I, recommend that book up and down to everyone I meet just because I think it's extraordinary. Um, but I think more so for what it um, has done for me, just taking me out of the mundane day to day and putting me into a cool a fantasy world. Yeah, I remember going through that as well. Like I'm like, I can't even get into books mm -hmm. and books have always been it for me. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, you know, going through that and having that moment of like, I don't remember what book got me out of it, but I, I went through that myself. <laughs> it's hard to get out of, so. 
I feel that. Yeah. Which do you prefer to read, audio or hard copy books? I do prefer hard copy books um, just because I like having something physical um, to look through and reference back to. Um, I listen to a lot of audio books, you know, while I'm working, you know, if I'm cooking, I love to listen mm -hmm. to audiobooks then, um, but I prefer hardcover. Like most of the, the guests I've had on the show <laughs> so far, I think we've all been like, if we have the time, yes. hard copy. Exactly. Time <laughs> is the key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. And then last question, what are you reading next? Um, that is a great question. Um, I think I might jump back into the fantasy world. Um, reading Crescent City by Sarah J. Moss. Um, okay. I also... Is it in that same series of books or it's totally different? It's a different series, um, but okay. she has this whole like multiverse um, where all her books are sort of connected. Um, okay. So that would be, you know, my next fantasy book. I did get um, a book for Christmas and I'm kind of blanking on the author now, but it's called um, A Perfect Marriage. Um, okay. I saw it all over book talk and I just had to grab it. Um, so I think, I think I just saw it yesterday. It's like a white cover with the rings on the front. Yes. Is that the same one? I just saw that yesterday. <laughs> yes. I've heard really great things about it. Um, so I'm excited to jump into that one as well. Oh, great. Well, I'll, uh, look that up and I'll have all of these books written in the show notes. So you have little clickable links and you can see what we'll look up what the author name is. Cause it's blanking my mind too, <laughs> but I just saw the cover yesterday. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. I know our time is precious, so I appreciate the time you've given me. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This is great. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for listening to Samantha Leahy and I in our discussion today on her Suspense Mysteries book flight. We'd love to hear what other books you might pair with your book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at bookishflights. This is a brand new show, so if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time. Oh,